This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season, we're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover, and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your Weekly Standard favorites like Bill Crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan Last, Matt Labash, and Matt Continenti on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your Weekly Standard favorites, plus special guests like Eric Erickson of TheResurgent.com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to WeeklyStandardCruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to. So look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, WeeklyStandardCruise.com. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. Fred, it's always exciting to have you in the podcast (laughs) studio. So there's this new, horrifying, exciting hit Netflix show called Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. It's this kind of monster, alien, scary story from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And yet you brought me something even more frightening than that. (laughs) You've looked forward to a Hillary Clinton presidency. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you should Mm -hmm. put labels on articles Mm -hmm. like that, Fred, because it scares small children and dogs. Well, there's no safe place from Hillary (laughs) if she wins. And I think even though uh, uh, Trump is is close to tying her that the advantage is still with Hillary because they're basically because they're more Democratic states and Republican states. But she will have problems governing. In fact, I don't think uh, she will be able to govern in any way that's acceptable to Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> well, let me stop you right there, because one of the arguments for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. is and I've had people actually pitch yep. this to mm-hmm. me to, to try to get me to vote for her, is mm-hmm. forget politics. She just knows how to get the job done. She's just going <laughs> to go in and just work with everybody yeah. to do – it's like hiring a political plumber, basically. Yeah. You you don't agree. <laughs> well, I don't agree. She's never gotten a job done in the past. Remember when she – it was her health care plan that uh, – That was Bill a fantastic health care plan. It made Newt Gingrich Speaker of the House. It did. <laughs> and, of course, it was never voted on in the House or the Senate. And she failed. Remember the reset in Russia? Well, mm-hmm. that didn't work work too well. Uh, the uh, attack on Libya. Do you remember that? I'm that, sorry, yeah. I have to stop. For, for those of you in Russia monitoring this conversation right now by hacking into our website, I don't agree with Fred Barnes. I think you're doing a fine job, Mr. Putin. Anyway, here's my point. Hillary starts out with, uh, with real problems. For one, most presidents uh, take three or four years before they earn what's called a credibility gap. In other words, you can't believe what they're saying on on what is often their biggest issue with LBJ. It was Vietnam with uh, George W. Bush. It was his war in Iraq and so on. Hillary Clinton starts out the presidency if she wins with a credibility gap. I mean, I mean, her numbers get worse all the time. His numbers, the numbers on whether Americans uh, think she's honest and trustworthy and they don't. So I'm thinking about uh, a uh, I'm a Republican member of Congress. It looks more and more like the c- Republicans mm-hmm. will hold Congress, particularly yep. the Senate. And that's a mm-hmm. story for a podcast in the future. I want you to commit to that because I want to ask you about that. All right. Why would you ever make a deal with someone when you know you can go home and say, look, Hillary Clinton told mm-hmm. me to trust her yeah. that she would X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And even before you finish mm-hmm. the sentence, even mm-hmm. Democrats in the audience yeah. would agree, mm-hmm. well, 
I wouldn't trust her either. Mm-hmm. No, and, and nobody does, or practically nobody does. And that and that's a huge problem. I mean, presidents have to be believed. When you start, I mean, a president will start out with a, an early speech. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be the inaugural address, and then there's a State of the Union address, and, and so on, and, they, and it matters a lot. Now, getting along with Republicans is something that she claims to have been very good at, but I don't think she can do anything here. Can she compromise with Republicans uh, and get away with it with the left of the Democratic Party that doesn't trust her, uh, that uh, is just waiting uh, to Mm. see what she'll do. Uh, I think she can't do that. Uh, She can't give Republicans enough so they will go along with her on something. uh, But the left would rebel against her. The left dominates the party. It's Elizabeth Warren. It'll be mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. It's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they are the people who run the party, set the agenda, much more so than Hillary Clinton. And if she alienates them in the beginning, uh, it'll be hell to pay for her entire presidency. So she goes left. Mm-hmm. She leaves out the Republicans, which is what President mm-hmm. Obama did. But President Obama had 59 or 60 Senate votes right. early on, depending on look at it. Mm-hmm. If she goes towards Republicans... Then she alienates mm-hmm. this this base. Yep. Is there an issue that she could do if, if you were going to advise her and mm-hmm. say, well, here's one issue where maybe you could mm-hmm. you know, bob and weave your way through. Is there mm-hmm. an issue? Well, there's a small there's an issue. I mean, she wants to her entire economic policy is based on on spending uh, billions and billions of dollars on infrastructure. Well, you know, generally Republicans agree with infrastructure in a small way. They probably agree to some of that. She thinks it's what's going to spur the economy. Um, And, of course, it has never spurred the economy. People have looked into this. It didn't work for FDR. It didn't work for JFK, who tried it in the beginning. And Mm. then after a couple of years, he decided he'd go for sweeping tax cuts and did. And we had the 60s boom. Reagan copied those tax cuts. and We got the 80s boom. Mm. Now Donald Trump is proposing something similar. But, But she doesn't have a governing agenda. Her agenda consists of huge tax increases uh, on and not just on on the wealthy and emphasizing, well, we're going to uh, with no incentives for the private uh, sector to invest and save and, and create mm-hmm. jobs. Uh, it's a no growth agenda that will get her nowhere, uh, it, it, but it will get her in a great deal of trouble. Uh, one last question. What about foreign policy? You know, mm-hmm. uh, your uh, colleague at the mm-hmm. Weekly Standard, Bill Crystal, has yeah. been needling her mm-hmm. via Twitter about this, you know, power through on the yeah. on the uh, pneumonia mm-hmm. thing, saying, you know, yeah. that's the kind of slogan you hear from a neocon. Yeah. In her heart, there lurks a neocon. Yeah. I heard yeah. on uh, mm-hmm. Morning Joe, MSNBC, uh, all of the Democrats around the table agreed that in her heart she was probably more aligned with traditional Republican mm-hmm. foreign policy than Donald Trump yeah. is. Is mm-hmm. that an opening for her? Well, if you believe it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, where has she differed in the campaign with President Obama, who was presided over in a treat, the retreat of American influence around the world? Mm-hmm. Now, if she disagrees with that, it would be quite difficult for who uh, to do that in the campaign. But can she abruptly change uh, if elected? And what will the left wing of the Democratic Party think on that issue if she suddenly allies herself with the hawks and the neocons and the uh, internationalists and the uh, interventionists in the Republican Party? You know, that'd be hard to pull off. And I don't think Hillary's quite capable of it. Remember, she is not a strong leader. It would take somebody with really deep, tough, uh, uh, with a real mm. t- a tough constitution and really strong, hawkish beliefs to follow through on that. 
And I happen to think the idea of Hillary Clinton as hawk is a myth. Well, the odds are right now that we will probably find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, then again, the, the, the polls mm-hmm. are moving all over the place. Who knows what we'll see? But Fred Barnes will be there with us every step of the way <laughs> to analyze it. And I want to have you back for podcasts about these Senate races. Good. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portman's huge success in Ohio. Right. The close race in Indiana, mm-hmm. where essentially an incumbent has come back to mm-hmm. run again against mm-hmm. a young, mm-hmm. unknown challenger. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. You'll get well, it here. Well, a lot on- depends on those races on how Trump does. Doesn't have to win, but if he comes close... Republicans can keep the same. Hold that thought for a future podcast. This is the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. And don't miss a podcast. Subscribe on iTunes.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.